everybody. I'm your host, Lisa Shield. Welcome to Dating Without Drama, where I give you my unique take on everything related to men, love, dating, and romantic relationships. My practical yet spiritual approach to getting emotionally naked and attracting what I call a guardian of your soul will be music to your ears. So let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Getting Inside the Right Male Mind. I'm Lisa Shield. And I'm Benjamin Shield. And it is lovely to be here today. We have a wonderful, wonderful topic for you. We are going to talk about love languages. I think almost everybody at this stage of the game is familiar with Gary Chapman's book. We wanted to talk about both some of the pros and the cons of this book. As we were talking about it, we actually came up with more cons than But leave it to us to shoot holes in some of these theories. We had a little bit of fun with that. Look, this book struck a chord with a lot of people. You know, we all want to find just some simple, easy solution. We want those five things, you know, the four agreements, the five love languages, Mm. the six whatever. But we want these easy, watered down, simplified solutions. And the truth is that there is no Uh. real watered down, simple solution. Right. For (laughs) unconditional love. And the truth is the only way we can create lasting love is through genuine emotional nakedness. And this is the hardest thing of all, to let down our guard, to be real, Mm. to strip away all of our blocks and barriers to love. And of course, you know, The Five Love Languages is a beautiful, simple book that gives us some insight. But babe, you said something to me once. And I remember we were talking and you said, well, you know, there's actually a sixth love language. Let's let's go through what the five love languages are. What, what are they? Right. Well, words of affirmation, mm-hmm. receiving gifts, mm-hmm. quality time. Mm-hmm touch Mm -hmm. and um yours that's right (laughs) acts acts of service which which Uh if i were to pick one of the five i would pick acts of service Uh that means the most to me right that would be your love language right and mine would be quality time Mm -hmm. i think that would be the one that speaks loudest to me But the truth is, you and I do all of these for each other. Mm -hmm. I can't think of one that we do more than the others. Yeah. Yeah. We have gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, acts of service, all of that. Except that I'm the one who gets most of the gifts. (laughs) (laughs) I try to find gifts for you and there just aren't any. (laughs) You are that man who has everything he needs. And if he doesn't have it, he just gets it. (laughs) It may be why acts of service is, is so important to me. Yeah, yeah. I I always like to say that clean that if I clean out a, cl- a closet, you have an orgasm. <laughs> multiple, <laughs> multiple. <laughs> I know it is so worth it just to see the expression uh, on your face. Yeah. Anytime I get rid of a bag of anything, yeah. <laughs> 
you, you light up like a kid on yeah. at Christmas yeah. or at Hanukkah. <laughs> uh -huh. Or even simple things like when you make the bed or, mm -hmm. or you know, if you were to make dinner or something like that. That means the world to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I see that. And it's nice. Like for me, I love you so much and I want to show my appreciation. And so knowing that I can do those things, you know, little and, and bigger things, knowing how much you love orderliness and cleanliness, all the times that I'll go into the kitchen, I know I do leave dishes in the sink a lot, but there's many, many, many times where I just leave the dishes in the sink, but you keep the kitchen so clean that I put the dishes in there. And unless I'm in a really in a hurry and I've got a call coming up or something, I will stop and I won't even leave. I'll just take that fork yeah. and I'll rinse it off yeah. and put it out yeah. to dry just because I know how happy it makes you. So it's lovely to have that as one way of expressing love. But you actually looked at me one day and you said, you know, I love acts of service. Yeah. But you looked at me and you said, you know, there's a sixth love language that is actually even more meaningful for me. Right. And that's for me and everyone's go going to have their own six, but for me, it's, it's silence. Mm -hmm. It's being able to be with you in silence and just commune. It's said that silence is the universal language of shamans, mm -hmm. you know, and it's lovely to be in a space with someone and not have to be isolated and, and just share mm -hmm. silence together. You yeah. Know? And for other people, I could see how that would may drive them crazy. <laughs> but for me, it's it's lovely. It mm -hmm. really is, is nice. Yeah. yeah, and you often feel feel closest to me just when we're lying in bed together, holding each other. Yeah, listening to music. Mm -hmm. You know, but you know, not talking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I, and something that I learned from you is that when we're in the car. You know, I, I think as women, we connect through words, through communication. And so I'll often stop myself before I say something and I'll ask myself, is this really important? Do, mm -hmm. Does this need to be said? Especially if you are quiet and I don't want to break the silence, mm -hmm. I will pay attention to that and I will not intrude on your silence. And I realize how often the things that as a woman I just chatter on about aren't even necessary. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes when a man is in silence, he's thinking about something very specific. Mm -hmm. And to have that interrupted, you know, it's, it's disorienting. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It really takes yeah. him out of himself. But to have someone who allows that silence so that we could let thoughts develop or just float by like clouds, you know, it's, it's, it's really wonderful. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's not all the time, but just, you know, yeah. those, those moments during the day or, or during the week. Yeah. And I often find that if there's something that I don't need to, you know, or that I want to say, I can come back and say it later. It doesn't have to be said in that moment. Yeah. You know, there are some others that we were thinking about a seventh one might be, you know, we're talking about silence, but also physical space. Mm -hmm. Like a man sometimes needs to be alone or he enjoys being in another room mm -hmm. 
And he still feels connected to a woman if they're just in the same space together. But he may want to be in a different room working on the computer or doing his things and knowing that his partner is nearby, Mm -hmm. but that you don't have to be in the same room or cuddled up together on the sofa, you know, or always connected to each other, but that you can have that physical space. Mm -hmm. I think men may need it more than women, Mm -hmm. but women need it as well. Mm -hmm. And it's knowing that they could have it. The important thing is knowing that they could have it when they need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another love language. Great example is when, especially in Los Angeles, when you were working such intense days and you have always said, you know, sometimes there was so much talk and stories from your clients that you needed some time to, in just space to let the day catch up with you. Right. Both let the day catch up with me and me to catch up with the day mm-hmm. because it's difficult to process all that's going on in real time. So at the end of the day, when there is that time and space to allow that to happen, Otherwise, it just gets masked over and it doesn't really get integrated and thought through and then let go. It just accumulates. Yeah. And so you, one of the ways that you do that is by going into the kitchen. <laughs> right. Staring out the window at the, at the, at the sink. Yeah. And, and you asked me, you know, you had let me know that you sometimes just need to be alone in the kitchen. And so very often I would walk into the kitchen, I'd see you and I'd turn around and I'd walk the other uh, way. Right, right. <laughs> and just give you that space yeah. to be with yourself. Yeah. And to know that you would do that for me, that's a tremendous love language mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. And it felt good. I I think for me, I love knowing where your boundaries are. You're so good at communicating that to me and letting me know what you need, that it makes it so easy for me to respect those boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I see also what happens when I don't, you know, I just see but you're an open book, <laughs> but I can see very quickly. And then another one is just acceptance. Right. I think that's the that's, biggest one of all. That's the biggest one of all. That's the biggest one of all. Yeah. Like I don't have to understand why you need that space in the kitchen. It doesn't have to matter to me that I get it or I don't get it. What matters is that I understand that that's something you need and I accept that about you. I just do it. I I don't argue with who you are or try to change you. You don't do that to me. Yeah. And other languages could be that the partner is emotionally available. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, and knowing that one's partner is emotionally available is a great love language because yeah. they can say anything. They, there's nothing hidden. There's nothing unsaid. And also a feeling of, of protection mm-hmm. that two people are protecting each other, mm-hmm. you know, physically, emotionally, financially, psychically, all of those levels of protection is so important. I think respect is a love language. Huge, particularly for men, but but men and women. But speaking as a man, we would rather have someone say, I respect you than I love you sometimes. Can you talk more about that? Well, men really, you know, we, we walk on the planet to provide, 
to protect, to cherish, and really to, to, you know, to take care of our partner. And you could say, I love you, and they appreciate it. But when a woman says to a man, I, res I so respect you for yeah. what you're doing, it validates all of those things that he's doing and sacrifices that he's making, mm -hmm. you know, w willingly making. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And you could take some of these and, you know, put them under like words of affirmation, maybe respect would, you know, I respect you comes under the heading of words of affirmation, but showing respect yes, exactly. to somebody there, there, is different. There's a difference between words and... Actions. Yeah, felt, mm -hmm. felt sense. The felt sense of that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we're, what we're getting at right here as we're talking about this is that there are so many... You can't reduce these down to five. It is really limiting to say that there are just five love languages. It's also limiting to say that we have one in particular. Yeah. Uh, because in our relationship, we have all five or all eight, you know, or all, you know. 20. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just some we light up more than others, but, mm -hmm. but we would miss it if like I'm, you know, I love acts of service, but I would miss if I didn't get words of affirmation. I would miss if you didn't occasionally give me a gift, you know. Mm -hmm. I would miss those other love languages. One or two may mean a bit more that I just light up, but I would really miss not having all of them. Yeah. yeah, I think that it's just wrong to limit them to five. I mean, I think if anybody, like another one for me is that an act of service for me is to is that I feel cherished and adored, mm -hmm. right? And I may feel cherished and adored when you spend quality time with me, but I feel cherished and adored in other ways too by you. Mm -hmm. It's not just that one love language. And again, it's the feeling of being cherished and adored, not just the words or right. whatever. So... I think that what happens is we take these oversimplified things. And, you know, if I hear one more client say, oh, and I, you know, my love language is this, uh. or it's so trite and it's so, it's like just re reduc reductionism, mm -hmm. reductive, mm -hmm. you know, and it misses, it just misses so much. So, what I love about the love languages, like one of the pros, is that it does make us step back and ask ourselves, what are the ways in which I feel most loved? And what are the ways in which my partner feels exactly. most loved? Exactly. Exactly. And getting back to something you said, and on that topic, you know, like acts of service, we think of like making the bed or making dinner, something like that. But acts of service is how you have applied yourself to your career, you know, for us. Right. And that is a tremendous act of service. And it's just everywhere in our relationship, mm -hmm. just as the great example. what I do for you is act of service. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the things that also, you know, is a wonderful thing, at least for me, I want to know the ways in which I can best show my love for you, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I want you to feel loved by me. And so 
when I know that acts of service is one of the things that just lights you up, Mm -hmm. it gets you so excited, or silence, or feeling respected by me, Mm. knowing those and being able to say, these are my husband's love languages, and that would be at the top of the list of these many, you know, eight or 10 that we've listed here so far, I know that by doing those things, I remember on one uh, birthday, I said, I'm going to clean out the walk-in closet (laughs) when we were living in Los Angeles and you were over the moon. I don't think there was a better gift I could have given you than to clean up that closet because it was your closet, although I used a part of it, but it really was your closet. You were so excited. Oh, it was great. And that was great because I do know the things I can do for you that are going to make you feel most loved by me. But at the same time, what I hear clients doing is they also use it as a way of keeping score. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And it can become something that should be beautiful, can actually be a weapon, can be weaponized. And it may be, it's just not in their vocabulary. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they may have grown up in a family where they really didn't give words of affirmation or gift giving wasn't a tradition or, you know, some of the other love languages weren't part of their matrix as that they were growing up. And so for some people, it could be forced, you know, they could try their best, but it may not be exactly what the other person wants, even though the other person is trying You know, I think we all have our preferences for love languages, and we also need to understand what our partner is capable of. Even though they may love us up and down and every which way, there are maybe some things that just aren't in their wheelhouse. And what I see happen is many times clients will say, you know, I told him that words of affirmation is my love language, but he never tells me I'm beautiful. He never says, I love you. He never does those things for me. Or maybe I told him and he did it once. But what I really want are, you know, Valentine's cards with beautiful descriptions of how he feels about me. And then that particular woman might use that as a way to feel badly Mm. and to minimize the man and like he doesn't love her. And he may be going to work every day and making money. Maybe having two jobs. And and I think a lot of us grew up with parents, you know, particularly fathers who may have shown their love language by working. Mm -hmm. And it was at the exclusion of quality time or words of affirmation or those acts of service that are smaller because we're not seeing the forest for the trees. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of men, you know, like our fathers, they were taught that you show you support your family by working and being that's being a man and a man brings home a paycheck and he you know, is the financial backbone of the family. That's changed a lot today. But in our parents' generation, that's what a man did. Your dad didn't have words. (laughs) He didn't talk. At all. At all. (laughs) I mean, if your mother was a words of affirmation kind of gal, (laughs) she was not going to ever get that from your father. Right. So I think also you can't use this as a way to berate your partner. 
It also can be a lens through which you actually learn, you use it to appreciate your partner and to understand that maybe he is an acts of service Mm. guy and he doesn't know how to express through gifts or whatever. And maybe you have to teach him Mm -hmm. and help him. Mm-hmm. And say, look, in I, a positive way. Uh, yeah, in talk about that, babe. Well, you know, someone could say, "You never do this to me," you know, mm-hmm. and I, I need this, and you never get it. As opposed to those moments that, even like if, if it's a small gift or words of affirmation, just reinforcing that, saying what you just said or what you just gave me means so much to me, mm-hmm. you know. And the guy's going to light up, and that's the best way to teach a man rather than saying, you never tell me I'm beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. you never say this or you never. So reinforcing those, even those moments, those moments that you receive something that is meaningful for you and you reflect that back to your partner. Yeah, the worst thing and something I know I did repeatedly was, and I still think I'm a little guilty, yeah. <laughs> I, try, I I would love not to do this, but asking a man to do something and then he does it and you tell him why it's not good enough for how you did it wrong. Right. And there's nothing more shaming and emasculating for a man than that. That's a surefire way that he'll never do it again. Right. Or he'll do it again, but it won't really be an act of service uh, because he'll be doing begrudgingly. Right. It's not, it's not a love language. It's not an act of love. It's an act of obligation, mm-hmm. and that is very different. And yeah. all of these love languages can become an act of obligation. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if the partner doesn't reflect how much it means to them to receive them. Yep. We also were talking about this, babe, and something really interesting came up about how the love languages really can be the basis of a codependent relationship. Mm-hmm. Right, that... You need, we need the other person to make us happy. Right. We need the other person to fulfill us. And if the other person isn't doing these things, that we're not going to be happy. Right. And that is a codependent relationship. And, and, and unfortunately, it's, it's a recipe for failure in a relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's really funny because when I looked at the love languages, I thought, gosh, I don't even think about this stuff. Like it's so free flowing yeah. in our in our relationship. I don't even think about it. But the other thing is I made a vow to myself that I was coming into this relationship that my happiness, I felt that one of my gifts to you was to bring a happy and whole person into mm-hmm. our relationship uh-huh. and not put that responsibility on you. In fact, I felt like you choosing me and your love for me was such an incredible gift that in return, I would be responsible for my own happiness. Because if you picked me as a partner, I felt like you deserved a partner who was happy and whole. Mm-hmm. And consequently, because I'm not coming to you and saying, oh, this is my love language and I need you to spend quality time with me. And because it's so free flowing and natural, I I get all of it and more. And I think you do too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if there was a love language that we weren't getting, we would would just talk about it. Yeah. You know, and, and the other person would say, oh, 
I didn't realize that. You know, it'll be fun to explore that. Well, and in fact, you're so generous. It's kind of the opposite sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I have to dial it back <laughs> or at least know that uh, your generosity is so big that you would do anything for me. And knowing that, you know, I try to be very careful knowing that you would do anything in your power because you love me so much, mm. you know, just to give me anything I wanted. And so I know I have to be very careful <laughs> because I never want to take advantage of that, which is such a sweet thing. Mm -hmm. It really is. You know, I do see where that can be exploited in a relationship. It's a good one to talk about, babe, because I'm sure you've been in the position in the past where you've been so generous with a woman and maybe she's taken advantage of your generosity. Have you had that happen? Yes, and that, that's why it's so important to have it mirrored back of appreciation. And appreciation could be a huge love language, maybe right at the very top, gratitude mm -hmm. and appreciation. That could be the quintessential love language of all yeah. because it mirrors back to the person the love and the service and the words all of those elements that they're giving the other person to have that mirrored back if it's not mirrored back then it's like a vessel that can't be filled you know you, you keep pouring into it but you never feel like it's enough right yeah and there's just such an emptiness for a man who's really trying to do everything he can possibly do yeah to make a woman happy, but there's no making her happy. Yeah. And without gratitude, things just become rote. Obligatory. Yeah. Why didn't you, you know, take the trash out last night? You know, you need to mow the lawn as opposed to like, oh my gosh, you, you mow the lawn. You are my hero. It looks so good, you know, or thank you so much for taking the trash out. I, I was too tired to do it and you did it and I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So that appreciation, that gratitude mm -hmm. is, is the umbrella of all the love languages. Yeah, it really is. I yeah. never thought about that. Yeah. But none of those love languages can flourish and be authentic and genuine if there's not gratitude and appreciation. Yeah. And I think it's so important if a man is doing those things, and of course this is getting inside the right male mind, so we're looking at it from that perspective. But if a man really is trying and doing these things and he's not getting the gratitude and the appreciation that he needs to feel validated, to feel respected, and to feel that his efforts are worthwhile, mm -hmm. He's going to start to pull away. He's going to get, you know, it's going to become rote. He's going to yeah. be doing it out of obligation. And none of it's going to matter. You know, it just is going to feel empty. Mm -hmm. It's going to yeah. feel empty if there's no joy, if there's no appreciation, if there's no validation. And with that emptiness comes resentment. Yeah. Yeah, because someone is giving, but it's not being appreciated. It's not being received in the way that at the level that they're giving they would want at least to be acknowledged you know at that level so and then resentment can can form yeah it's really interesting to think about this mm -hmm. it is and i know you know just being transparent i know we you know i've been struggling a little bit and i know you would do anything in the world for me mm. anything and 
am not, you know, I'm going through a period right now where I'm struggling with some things myself. And I think it's hard because I know you've made great changes in, in your life and in our life for me and for us. I know how you've sacrificed. I can see the, the sacrifices that you've made. And I can also see that you want me to be happy and mm -hmm. feel fulfilled. Right. And I can see how hard it is for you when I'm not totally happy and satisfied. Mm -hmm. I can see how that weighs on yeah. you and how hurtful that is. Yeah. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. Yeah. Because Thank I know you. what you've done and I know that you have sacrificed greatly in this relationship mm -hmm. in so many ways. And you have my word that I'll figure this out. Great. Thank you. And that I appreciate everything you've done for me and for us. Thank you. Truly, Thank you. truly. And I'll never, I'll never step over what I know that you have done for me. Thank you. Thank truly. You. I, I, I mean that. Yeah. And that is a love language for a man to be able to hear that. You know, that, that is a love language. And so, you know, the love languages that we're talking about, you know, the, those five basic love languages, it's like, it's digital. It's not analog. There's so much in between the spaces. You know, it's why a, a record, you know, an old fashioned <laughs> phonograph record can sound better than a state of the art digital stereo system. Mm -hmm. Because, brilliant. yeah because it really has, it misses all the subtleties, all the subtleties. Mm -hmm. you know, well, I'm touching you. You know, I just gave you a gift. I just gave you words of affirmation. I just did an act of service, you know, for you. It's all the subtleties that go with it. And that's really what makes acts of love, acts of love. Yeah. yeah. And there's, it's so nuanced. Yeah. It's so nuanced. And you know, the truth is, even as hard as we try to be, you know, I don't want anybody to think, I mean, we have an absolutely extraordinary relationship and we're, we show up as present and as wholehearted as any two people possibly could. And, you know, there are moments where there are times where it's, imperfect mm -hmm. but our love for each other and how much we care about each other's feelings we don't caretake each other's feelings but we're so tuned in mm -hmm. to one another not wanting to hurt each other i think that's the thing most of all that we deeply 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 want you know i think another love language is kindness oh absolutely kindness yeah. Kindness, compassion. Yeah. I remember, I will never forget the moment I looked into <laughs> your eyes for the very first time. And I said, my God, this is the kindest person I have ever met. And I knew it in the instant, the moment I looked into your eyes, what I saw there was kindness. And that has been the overarching feeling in this relationship. The thing that makes it so easy to be with you mm -hmm. is your, your kindness. 
you know, and even when I haven't been my best self or I've, you know, I've tripped up or I've made mistakes, even if I've hurt you, you are always kind with me, kind, deeply kind. And I think, you know, so to reduce love language is to right. just buy. Right. It seems almost immature. Right. In, in my work, in, when I teach students, Often schools of thought will be looking for certain things like certain cranial rhythms. It's got to be every six seconds or this or that. And they're looking for it. And because they're looking for that, they're missing this entire universe of other things that could be coming to them. And so instead of going from, you know, like to a point and looking in a focused way at something, it's almost going the other way. So you're expanding your vision and taking in all of the love languages that a partner can offer and all the love languages, the subtleties that we may need and not digitalize them, just have categories which we have to fit into. Well, and, I, and what one last thing I think, you know, to touch on, babe, is men and women bringing in the differences the different needs of a man and a woman, mm. right? There are many, many, many ways in which we are the same and that we want and need the same things. But there are very real differences in how a man feels love by a woman and how a woman feels love by a man. Mm. And you can't reduce that down to five love languages. Yeah. Yeah. For me, one of the things I know we teach in our in our 12-week emotionally naked dating mm -hmm. coaching program is we teach women how to have this beautiful, deep appreciation for men that comes from compassion and mm -hmm. heart so that it's not strategic. We're not teaching women strategies for how to get the guy or get the guy to chase them or why men love bitches. Here's a list of bitchy you know, behaviors that bitches exhibit. And if you can exhibit these kinds of behaviors, then you can attract men too. We're teaching women how to have deep compassion for the male experience. What does a man go through in this lifetime? What are his fears? What are his challenges? What are the things that he needs from a woman in order to be a man? And we just had one of our clients uh -huh. right. visiting uh -huh. and she was darling and so was he. They have this precious relationship but he went on and on and on. And he literally looked at us and said, whatever you are doing in that course, I have never met a woman like her who can love and appreciate a man the way she does. Mm. And I know that that's you. You mm. did that. What, you know, it's because of that course and what she learned. And I got to tell you, uh, most of you would be really, really happy to get a guy like this because he was adorable, adorable. But you can't take five love languages and get a, right. get a relationship like that. Right. It's so much more nuanced. It's analog, not digital. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been another Getting Inside the Right Male Mind. I'm Lisa Shield. I'm Benjamin Shield. And we love, love, love doing these podcasts. So please keep coming back. Tell your friends, your girlfriends, your mothers, your sisters, your brothers, your uncles, your boyfriends. Please share this. Let's get the word out. There's a whole new way of relating and dating that we are exploring and we're trying. You know, our goal is to bust all the myths and bring a whole new conversation to this subject or these subjects. You can find me by going to lisashield.com. You can also find this podcast on Apple and Audible and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We are not on Spotify, (laughs) at least at the moment, at least for the time being. And um, you can send us your suggestions. This particular topic came from a member of our audience. We take that seriously. So please, we actually look at our list and for suggestions from you, you can send those to podcast at lisashield.com. And finally, please go to YouTube and like my YouTube channel and rate and like this podcast. That is so important. Let's get this up in the search engines. And the very last thing is, please, if you are interested in working directly with Benjamin and me so you can find the guardian of your soul and get off those dreaded (laughs) dating sites for good, we can help you find the guardian of your soul in 12 short weeks. So to do that, you would go to lisashield.com and click the button to watch my free 45-minute presentation. It is a requisite. If you like it and you like what we have to say, Let's jump on a call and we can show you how we can help you get this solved. There's not a reason in the world you can't have a relationship like this. None, right, babe? Right. I mean, anyone can have this. Anyone. You just need to know the secrets to lasting love. And that's what we can teach you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.